Welcome to Zaslow Show 2.0, presented from day one by Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. You're dealing with any kind of accident, any personal injury, slip and fall, motorcycle, car accident, bike. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys, 800 747 free. That's 800 747 3733. Title sponsors from day number one. No. Before day number one of Zaslow Show 2.0, my guys Mark Anajar, Glenn Levine, Ellie Anajar, they believe in me. If you're listening to the show right now and you're dealing with any kind of personal injury, I'm sending you to my friends, Anajar and Levine, accident attorneys. You don't have to deal with the insurance companies. You don't have to deal with the medical bills. You need to focus on getting right. That's where they come in. They handle all the stuff that you don't want to be bothered with. You need to make sure you're getting healthy and they're going to make sure you're getting the money that you deserve. Anna John Levine, Accident Attorneys, 800-747-FREE. That's 800-747-3733. Proud title sponsors of Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome aboard. This is Zaslow Show 2.0. Welcome, Zaslow Show 2.0. It is a Monday, the 22nd of January. Good to have you aboard, part of the Believe Podcast Network and presented by Anna Jar and Levine. Accident Attorneys 800-747-3, Best accident attorneys around. You've been in an accident. You go to the ones who have supported the show since the very first day. Anna Jar and Levine Accident Attorneys. 800-747-3, Glad to have you aboard here to start the week. I had a weekend. I did I did ESPN. I told you guys, I signed a new contract with ESPN Radio. I'm going to be on a whole lot more now. That's awesome. I'm glad you guys are listening. Nothing changes. Zaslow Show 2.0 only keeps growing. It's a good thing for all of you guys, for all of us. And I did Friday night game night, Saturday night game night. Sunday, uh, you know, late afternoon, early evening, yesterday with Brandon Jacobs, did prom time. I'm like an NFL expert. I know so much about football. I'm a football expert now. So we had an action-packed weekend. A lot going on, and we're going to get the week started right here. Of course, with the NFL playoffs, NBA is in full swing. Bet online has you covered with all the up-to-the-second odds, news, and scores. With additional odds, lines, trends, and info on both desktop and mobile, you can access the world's best wagering information anytime. Head there today to get into the action. See all the updated odds. Remember to use promo code BELIEVE, B-L-E-A-V, to receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online where the game starts. So like I said, I, I had an action-packed, NFL weekend because Friday night, game night with Q Myers, which I'm on again this Friday. I I think I may be doing Fridays with Q Myers a lot here, which is cool. That show is a lot of fun. Did almost all NFL Saturday night doing uh, game night with uh, Orlando Franklin, former University of Miami tackle. That was fun. Did all NFL. And then Sunday, yesterday, doing primetime with Brandon Jacobs. 
two-time Super Bowl champion to an all-NFL. I, I had a very busy weekend. Really great. And just, I know so much about the National Football League. I'm pretty much an NFL expert now. So certainly, we're going to do a lot of NFL today. We got a lot to catch up on. Let's start, though. Oh, by the way, <coughs> last night, 9 p.m., right after I got off ESPN Radio doing primetime, brand new episode. We live-streamed It's Still Real to Me. That's my pro wrestling podcast. We updated all the huge stories in the world of pro wrestling. And if you did not catch the live stream yesterday, please, you can go and listen on the podcast that gets uploaded wherever you're listening right now to Zaslow Show 2.0. You can catch yesterday's edition of It's Still Real to Me, where, of course, we, we, we got uh, uh, Seth Rollins. He's going to be on Raw tonight. Is he going to relinquish the, WWE, the, the world title tonight? I don't know. It's looking like it. Royal Rumble is this weekend. It's everybody's favorite pay-per-view. I am going this weekend, this Saturday night, St. Petersburg, Tropicana Field. My son and I, we're hopping in the car. We're going to Royal Rumble. I'm so excited. So this is a great week. And on top of it, SmackDown is here in Miami this Friday night. So we're going to have uh, we're gonna have WWE superstars on the show throughout this week. For instance, tomorrow, Shotzi Blackheart is on this show. I'm excited to have Shotzi on. We'll talk WWE and SmackDown Royal Rumble with her. Uh, later on in the week, Austin Theory is going to be on this show. So, all leading up to Royal Rumble this Saturday night. And we'll probably do a bonus episode of It's Still Real to Me with, like, final Royal Rumble predictions. Maybe on Thursday night, I think, we're going to do it. But go back and listen to yesterday's episode. I love you long time. Okay, so, very excited to start this week. Let's start things off here with your favorite little basketball team who look like shit right now. And of course, we're talking about your Miami Heat. So if we can if we can rewind first to Friday night. Now this team's lost three in a row. But if we can rewind to Friday night, and you know I was super excited for Friday because we had Udonis Haslam's jersey retirement ceremony, which I told you on Friday's show, I think it's gonna be the most special. Of all the Jersey retirement ceremonies so far. Because it's the most unlikely. It's so deserved. It's going to be really special. Because it's not just about. What the player did on the court. It's about what he means to the organization. And what he has meant to the city of Miami. Miami boy. Ends up getting his Jersey race the rafters. Here at Kaseya Center. And it was a great ceremony. Yeah. I was right. UD cried. <coughs> you were able to see early on when they brought UD onto the podium after Pat Riley spoke, and immediately he gets choked up. You knew when he was wearing the sunglasses. Why do you wear the sunglasses? Because he doesn't want anybody to see him crying. So when you wear the sunglasses, that means he's going to cry. Right when he got up there to the podium, he, he starts to get choked up, and then they pan to Alonzo and Dwayne Wade and Tim Harden. And the three of them are cracking up all over each other. Because you know they were talking about that beforehand. Is UD going to cry? Now, Alonzo cried like a baby when he had his jersey retired. Tim Hardaway did not. I don't remember if Dwayne did. But UD got emotional and even said, he, he's got something to read here. But he's not going to be able to get through it because of all the emotion. So he's just going to he's just gonna riff off the top of his head. I thought UD did a tremendous job. I thought it was a great speech. Riley obviously spoke well. He's so wise. But I thought UD did a terrific job from, you know, family to his Heat teammates to telling stories about Riley. And and by the way, I never knew 
the reason that, like, like he was saying, my jersey goes up there, you know, Overtown, Liberty City, Little Havana, Little Haiti, they're all going up in the rafters there. And he also said everybody who's helped him, they're going up as well. And he told the story about why he wears number 40, which I did not know. And he dedicates his wearing number 40, so also saying that he's part of that jersey going up at the Raptors. Former University of Miami great Tim James. I had no idea. I wonder if that story was public knowledge. I had no idea. And I had to explain it to my wife because she didn't know who Tim James is. First of all, when you dedicate it like that, she's like, is Tim James dead? Like, no, Tim James not dead, all right? He's probably like 10 years older than me, you know? And so Tim James, great University of Miami basketball player back in the Miami Arena days. He was a late first-round pick by the Heat. He drafted him. It was so cool. And he was with the Heat only for one year. He, he, was, he was traded away to Charlotte. I think he only spent a couple more years in the league. But Tim James, OG Miami basketball guy. And he served in, in the armed services. So... So much respect for Tim James, and obviously from Udonis Haslam. I did not know that story. So I was I thought that was really nice. I liked hearing that. But UD spoke so well and he was very emotional. I loved it. It was it was so great. And I, I can't wait to see what it looks like up there in the Raptors. And what I mean is, because when they raise the jersey to the Raptors, yeah, you could see it up there, but it's not in place. Because they can't actually raise it to go in place. Because then you'd be raising it, like, in the stands. So it gets raised from the court. And then it's kind of like in the middle next to the, the, the Jumbotron. And that's not where it goes. Well, the next home game, which is Wednesday night, you'll be able to see actually what it looks like in the rafters next to the other jerseys. I assume next to Dwayne Wade's jersey. So I'm really looking forward to what that's going to look like on Wednesday night. And Friday night was a great ceremony. As far as the game goes, Trey, uh, not Trey Young, Trey Young missed the game. DeJounte Murray ends up hitting a three, which we all knew was going in. DeJounte Murray hits a three. Terrible job by the Heat. And, and they wind up losing right before the buzzer. They don't even get a shot off in the end. Caleb Martin, you got to shoot the ball. So now they lose yesterday to Orlando and they've lost three in a row. You know, after the team had, they'd won three in a row or won four in a row. I think maybe three in a row. Now they have followed it with three straight losses. All of them bad. At Toronto, who obviously was, it was like the day after they traded Siakam. They lose at home to a, a, a Trey Youngless Atlanta team. And then they lose last night at a good Orlando team. But the point is, three straight losses and they were not competitive in the second half. They were, they were terrible last night. So the Heat, they're in a bad way right now. Now, before we get to that. So, UD gets his jersey raised to the rafters on Friday night. And pretty much, like, Udonis has been respected throughout the league for many years now. Everyone has the utmost respect for Udonis Haslam. Except one guy. And that's that piece of shit, Paul Pierce. Paul Pierce... I don't know that there's ever been a, a greater player. And when I say a great player, I don't, I don't, I don't mean that he's great. Paul Pierce. The only reason Paul Pierce is in the Hall of Fame is because Kevin McHale 
and Danny Ainge are best friends, and they colluded to trade Kevin Garnett to the Boston Celtics, and as a result, Paul Pierce gets to be an NBA champion, and you've never heard a one-time championship team talk more about how great they are than those 2008 Boston Celtics. To me, Paul Pierce is not a Hall of Fame player, but he's in the Hall of Fame. So when I say you've never heard of a greater player, what I'm talking about is when you ratio great player to insecurity, there is no one better than Paul Pierce. The most insecure, great, I use with heavy quotation fingers, player in the history of the NBA. And this Paul, this piece of shit Paul Pierce. So, Steven Jackson, who I don't like because he's made anti-Semitic comments. I do not like Steven Jackson. But Steven Jackson, it goes to show the respect that everyone has had for Udonis Haslam. So Steven Jackson, he puts out a post after the jersey retirement with a picture uh, of Udonis Haslam's jersey going into the rafters. And Steven Jackson, you know, giving props to UD and saying something like, you want to talk about, you know, deserved and not given, uh, you know, this is the definition of that. Congrats to a real one, Udonis Haslam. Awesome. Really nice thing to say, even though otherwise he says very anti-Semitic things, Stephen Jackson. Udonis Haslam, have you ever heard of a player, no matter what you think of them, have you ever heard of a player, their jersey being retired, and other players coming out and discrediting them? I've never seen it before. In the history of that league, I've never seen a player get the ultimate honor of having their jersey retired and another player comes out and tries to discredit that person. Well, meet this piece of shit, Paul Pierce. So, Steven Jackson felt like all the real ones got their jersey retired. Being solid still in style. Earned. Not given. Salute my boy. Mr. 305. UD. Big congrats. For all the real ones who will never see this day, be proud a real one got his just due. Really nice thing for Steven Jackson to say. So, Paul Pierce decides, you know what? Even though this is a major honor for another player and... It's never happened that a player gets an honor like this and other players discredit them. I am the most insecure player who's ever been to the Hall of Fame. So I got to say my piece here on Udonis Haslam. And Paul Pierce responds to Steven Jackson with, This one given, bro. Just saying. That's a real piece of shit. And so Udonis Haslam, who... You know, I'm pretty sure he has said this before. If Udonis Haslam sees Paul Pierce or Kevin Garnett too, I think for that matter, it's on site. I mean, he has said this before. It is on site. And UD responds, of course, to Paul Pierce and says, my first reaction was to choose violence, but I'm going to spare because I know you ain't like that. You're entitled to your opinion, my boy. Great response from UD, number one, because by telling Paul Pierce you ain't like that, he's telling him that he's a bitch. And then by saying, you're entitled to your opinion, my boy, he's sunning him. He's sunning him by calling him my boy. 
excellent response by Udonis Haslam. Once again, Paul Pierce proves to everybody he's a piece of shit. And you gotta figure, UD, the next time he sees Paul Pierce, on site. I mean, like, there's never been a player in the history of the league who thinks more of themselves while everyone else thinks so much less than Paul Pierce. Man, I, I, I shouldn't get so fired up and worked up about it because who cares, right? Like, it's, like it's UD's problem. It's not my problem. He didn't need my help. But I, 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 can't, I can't handle his Paul Pierce. I can't stand him. He's a real piece of shit. Have you ever heard of a player getting an ultimate respect, like having their jersey retired, and just unsolicited, another player decides to come out and discredit them? He is a piece of shit, Paul Pierce. Oh, man. I I really, I shouldn't let it get to me. But it does. It makes me really angry. So you want to know what else makes me really angry? Like, I don't want to be angry. I'm in a great mood today, man. I'm going to watch some Panther hockey tonight. They got to snap a four-game skid. That makes me very unhappy. But I'm looking forward to the Panther game tonight, getting back out on the road where they've been excellent. You got Monday Night Raw tonight, which is going to be a great show. I'm in a good mood. It's Royal Rumble week. I'm very excited about that. But the Heat have lost three games in a row. Toronto, Atlanta, Orlando yesterday. I don't really need to talk about the game yesterday because the game was terrible. But the story coming out of the game, look, we're only a couple weeks from the trade deadline. You see DeJounte Murray, what he did on Friday night. On, you know, ruining. I, I, I shouldn't even say that he ruined UD jersey night. DeJounte Murray wants to play for the Heat. Before the game, before UD's jersey got raised in the Raptors, DeJounte Murray takes a pic for Instagram of the jerseys hanging in the Raptors, puts it out there. He wants to play for the Heat. The Heat are not going to trade for him. I wish they would, but they're not going to trade for him. I don't think the Heat are going to do anything big. I wish they would. It'd be fun. And of course, the big thing, if nothing else, that you wish they do is get rid of this Kyle Lowry. So, after the game on Friday night... Kyle Lowry didn't start Friday night. Kyle Lowry missed the previous two games, and then upon its return, comes off the bench on Friday night. And the team's healthy. I mean, except for Haquez. The team's healthy. Kyle Lowry comes off the bench Friday night. The team loses. Lowry comes off the bench to the tune of, plays 24 minutes, two points, four assists, one for four from the floor, 0 for three from three. He's garbage. He's a garbage player with the Miami Heat. So, of course, that's a big story, Lowry, coming off the bench. Here is Kyle Lowry after the game. You see something different? Um, you know, I don't. He wanted to look at something different. Uh, you know, he wanted to have me have to come off the bench. Um, but, you know, that's uh, hopefully it was a one-game thing for me. And, uh, you know, I can get back in the starting lineup and continue to do what I've done this year. When can we ever get to a place with Kyle Lowry? And it's clearly never going to happen. When can we ever get to the place where he just says, I want to do what's best for the team? When he just says, my head coach is a three-time champion, best coach in the NBA, he's going to be in the Hall of Fame one day, I'm just going to do whatever's best for the team. Can you imagine playing the way Kyle Lowry has this year, especially in the month of January, and I'll get to that in a moment, can you imagine playing the way that he's playing and after that game talk about wanting to get back into the starting lineup and get back to what you've been doing all year? You've been terrible. 
You're an awful player. And you've been horrible this month of January. And you want to get back to doing what you've been doing? He says he hopes it's just a one-time thing. So then yesterday rolls around. Guess what? Coming off the bench again. Thank God. Hopefully the next thing is not coming off the bench. Not starting, but not coming off the bench either. So yesterday, Kyle Lowry, he's coming off the bench again. Thank thank you, baby Jesus. The Heat lose yesterday. Lowry, 25 minutes off the bench. Two points. Three assists. One for nine from the floor. 0 for six from three. A a game low, if you will. Minus 21. Here's Kyle Lowry after the game. Sort of how is it playing out for you? Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, for me, you know, as a professional, of course, I'm disappointed, mm-hmm. I'm, you know, to, to, to have to adjust. But I haven't played well in the last couple of weeks, and I understand that. And coaches um, made a, make a decision. And, no, that was a terrible play. Um, the coaches made a decision to, you know, try to move and shake some things and, and, and get a different flow. So, you know, as a professional, of course, I will, you know, it's, a, it's an adjustment, but I have to make it and, you know, figure out how to help the team win. From the outside, it would look like it's it's sort of a, a major thing. You know, it's a big deal. You've started the first 35 games. But internally, how has it been playing out? Has, you know, have you and Spo been on the same page? Or, or do you just get to the same page? I don't know. I mean, I don't know exactly your question. Mm-hmm. Um, I understand what you're saying, but I really don't know how they're going to answer that question. I mean, me and Spo, the first 35 games, you know, first whatever, we've always been on the same page. And, um, you know, he just made his adjustments. So, you know, he's the head coach, so we have to have to go with what he says and and figure it out. I mean, get the hell off my team. Get the hell out of my city. At least, at least this time, he acknowledges he's been horrible. So, and by the way, in the month of January, including these last two games coming off the bench, in the month of January, nine games, here's what Kyle Lowry has done. Which, by the way, after the game on Friday night, hopes to get back into the starting lineup and get back to doing what he's been doing all year. Here's Kyle Lowry in the month of January. 4.4 points. 3.6 assists. 29% field goals. 5 for 31 from 3, which is 16%. That guy wants to get back in the starting lineup and do what he's been doing all year? Get a clue. Better yet, get a train ticket. Get out of my city. They can't get rid of this guy fast enough. And here's and here seems to be the timeline of events, okay? So, apparently, I, I don't know where it came from, but apparently him coming off the bench Friday night was disciplinary. I mean, a player of his caliber, not a good player, to have to uh, be served with disciplinary issues is obviously atrocious but apparently it was a disciplinary issue which of course he did not acknowledge he said it's about the coach trying something different on top of that he's hoping to get back at the starting lineup hoping it's just a one-time thing so he could get back to what he's doing he comes off the bench again and now finally at least admits he has not been playing well this month of january he can't get off this team fast enough I've never disliked a player the way I have this guy. I usually don't dislike Miami Heat players. I mean, there's some I don't care for, but I don't usually 
actively hate a player who plays the team and actively want them out of here. Like Hassan Whiteside, who for the most part I was fine with, but Hassan would roll out of bed and get you a double-double, even on the nights he was moping and not trying. So don't tell me how Hassan Whiteside, worst player, most disliked player, he would roll out of bed and get you a double-double. This Kyle Lowry is so not what this organization is about. Get him the hell out of here already. And I understand there's no one out there that wants to trade for him. You gotta be able to find something. As great as this front office is at making moves and working the salary cap, you gotta be able to find something that would get another team to take Kyle Lowry and get rid of him. Get him away from your team. He is poison. Get out of here already. Oh, I can't stand it. All right. You know what I can stand? The Eater back in action Wednesday against Memphis. And then, by the way, Thursday, weird back-to-back home and home. Boston Celtics. Bet, better snap out of this skid on, on Wednesday against Memphis. You got a major one on Thursday on TNT against the Celtics. You know how I'll be enjoying those games, though, right? I'll have an ice-cold Johnny Cuba on my hand. That's right. Official beer of Zazlo Show 2.0. Johnny Cuba. European roots with that Caribbean soul. A refreshing German lager in a can. Pick up a six-pack of Johnny Cuba for yourself. You put it right there in your fridge. You're good to go. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie, Fresco, Imas. Some new locations coming. I'll let you guys know. Don't you worry about that. But you know how that's how I enjoy Monday Night Raw tonight. I'm going to be on my couch in the Zazzle Mansion family room in my underwear with an ice-cold Johnny Cube on my hand. That's right. Make sure you always drink responsibly. And, of course, don't forget Johnny Cuba's mantra. Stay tranquilo. You know, even though I was really aggravated with the whole Kyle Lowry situation and obviously really aggravated with the Heat losing three games in a row, heck, the Panthers losing four games in a row, I did still manage to get the great sleep. And a big reason for that... Sheets and Giggles. You know what I'm talking about. About 10 months ago, Sheets and Giggles joined Zaslow Show 2.0. You hear Sheets and Giggles, Levitard Show, the Greg Cody Show podcast featuring Greg Cody. Once Sheets and Giggles joined Zaslow Show 2.0, that's when you knew that this was big time. My man Colin, the founder and CEO of Sheets and Giggles, he did it. He figured it out. He figured out how to get us the best sleep of our life using from the wood of eucalyptus trees. We got the saltest, coolest, most breathable sheets and making sure that it's environmentally safe. We're we're being environmentally friendly while making sure we're all getting the best sleep of our life. And when you go to sheetsgiggles.com, you can get the comforter, the bed sheets, the, the fitted sheets, the pillowcases, eucalyptus mattress. I sleep on a eucalyptus pillow. I mean, what are we talking about here? I'll tell you what we're talking about. We're talking about you becoming one of over 100,000 Americans who are sleeping on Sheets and Giggles and never turning back. Go to SheetsGiggles.com. There's always great promos and sales going on. But if it's your very first time visiting SheetsGiggles.com, use promo code ZASLO and get 20% off your first order. That's right. Promo code ZASLO, 20% off your first order when you go to SheetsGiggles.com. You don't have to thank me. You don't even have to thank Colin. Just make sure you're getting the best sleep of your life. That's thanks enough. I want to make sure everybody's healthy and well-rested when they're listening to Zazlo Show 2.0. SheetsGiggles.com, promo code Zazlo, SheetsGiggles.com. 
For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. So, let's get to the NFL. Like I told you, I did so much NFL this weekend. Thanks to everybody who's been supportive and hanging out with me on ESPN Radio. Like I said, I'm going to be on uh, regularly now. I'm going to be on quite a lot. And uh, no, like, permanent schedule or anything yet, but uh, especially evenings. You're going to hear me quite a bit. I know anytime Amber needs a co-host, I'm going to be with my homegirl, Amber Wilson, which has me the most excited. That is a major reason that I, that, that, you know, I, I signed this deal and that I want to continue on doing work with ESPN Radio so I get to hang out with my friend. But thanks to everybody for, for hanging out with us because I, I really am enjoying it. And I'm like a football expert now. It's been, you know, three hours Friday, four hours Saturday, four hours Sunday. until 1 a.m. Friday and Saturday night, by the way. And I'm like a football expert now. And you know what? Yesterday, yesterday's divisional round saved the playoffs so far. Here's what I'm talking about. Last weekend, NFL Super Wildcard Weekend, garbage. You had one good game, Detroit and LA. The rest of the games were awful. And so then this weekend, Saturday rolls around divisional games. I thought Ravens-Texans was going to be the best game of the weekend. I thought it was going to be great. As it turned out, just like everybody thought, and it's been hyped up throughout the year, guess which game was the best? Chiefs and Bills, obviously. I thought Ravens-Texans was going to be the best game. But Ravens-Texans was terrible. And even though 49ers-Packers was pretty good, especially the second half, so far, NFL playoffs have not been good. But because yesterday, you had two great games. And, and a classic game last night between the Chiefs and Bills. Now, now the playoffs have really picked up. Super Wild Card Weekend was a dud. But divisional round was very, very good. And so, we know who plays on Championship Sunday. It's the Kansas City Chiefs at the Baltimore Ravens AFC Championship. It's the Detroit Lions at the San Francisco 49ers NFC Championship. So, AFC 3 p.m. on Sunday. NFC 6.30 on Sunday. The Baltimore Ravens have opened a a 2.5-point favorite at home over Kansas City. The San Francisco 49ers are a seven-point favorite at home against the Detroit Lions. Brandon Jacobs and I, two-time Super Bowl champion Brandon Jacobs and I, we're both on the Detroit Lions tip. We both already picked last night the Detroit Lions to go into San Francisco and win the NFC Championship last week. But let's talk a little bit about each of these games. So Ravens and Texans, I really thought this was going to be the game of the weekend. This is one of those scenarios where, like, The Texans have nothing to feel bad about. I know C.J. Stroud said after the game he was embarrassed at the way it went. It was 10-10, and then in the second half, Baltimore pulls away. The Texans and C.J. Stroud have nothing to be embarrassed about. They have nothing to feel bad about. That that was a bonus game, all right? Just getting to the playoffs? Come on. And then winning in the wildcard round, home run of a season, very bright future for the Texans. And for Baltimore, that game got to halftime. I was like, Lamar Jackson's got to be the guy in the second half here. 
If I'm a Raven fan at halftime and it's 10-10, I'm nervous. And what it really seemed like, I think this was the game plan for Baltimore. Baltimore's defense was dominant. Did not allow a touchdown against the Texans. It was a punt return that they scored on in the first half. And the defense biding their time, biding their time until the offense can catch up. You know, you had the week off. Lamar Jackson had several weeks off because he didn't play in week 18. And then when the offense got their mojo back, when they shook the rust off, it, it was all systems go in the second half. And they just wore... The Texans played last week. The Ravens did not. They wore them out in the second half. So the Ravens, a dominant performance in the second half. They advance. Then 49ers and Packers. I felt the Packers could hang around in this one. I liked the Packers with the points. Game was a game was closer than I thought it was going to be. <clears throat> Packers kicker up by four misses a field goal in the fourth quarter. Huge miss. San Francisco drives the field. They get the touchdown. I believe it was McCaffrey. And now instead of the game being tied, they go up by three. And the Packers, Jordan Love, who wasn't that good in this game, had a great second half of the season. Everybody knows that. The Packers, Jordan Love, terrible decision. Rolling right, throws across his body. Drake Greenlaw's second interception of the game. Seals the deal there for the 49ers, who may be without Debo Samuel next week. It's 50-50 whether or not he plays. That's not, if we were to do a big deal, not a big deal, that's a big deal. Everybody knows that. Jordan Love, terrible decision in the end there. But overall, the Packers, they're feeling good going forward because they know they got their guy. They have a quarterback. And San Francisco, look, survive in advance. You came out rusty from the bye. Survive. I expect San Francisco to be a lot better next week. And then yesterday comes around. And I'm, ru- look, no other teams outside of Miami teams get any love here in the Zaslow Mansion. Fuck all other teams equally. But I'm rooting for the Detroit Lions. I just love what the fan base is able to experience right now. I love the emotion that's come out of the fan base. I love the emotion that's come out of the players. I was dead wrong about Dan Campbell. I got to be the first one. You you know, if, if someone, if I were to go outside and yell, hey, who doubted Dan Campbell and thought that he was a meathead joke? I got to be the first one to raise my hand. That's me. I got to do it. But also... You know, unlike some sports talk show hosts who refuse to ever admit they're wrong, I got no problem admitting I was wrong. I was dead wrong about Dan Campbell. Guy could coach his ass off. And the Detroit Lions yesterday, great game. I thought they were going to roll Tampa Bay. So give the Buccaneers credit. They got very good defense. Detroit up 31-23. Tampa forces a stop. They get the ball back. Baker's had a really good game. And oh. Is he going to think about that pass all summer? He was, uh, all offseason. He was dialed into Kate Otten from the get-go because he wasn't open. And he tried to force it in there. Interception over the middle. Baker's devastated. Detroit rejoices. Ford Field, what a scene. Eminem, he's so happy. And Dan Campbell, we'll have some of the, the Dan Campbell post-game stuff coming up. But the emotion coming from that team... I just, I love what's going on in Detroit. I'm rooting hard for him next week in San Francisco, man. Great game. Lions hang on and win 31-23. And then, we get to the main event. The main event yesterday, Chiefs-Bills. Patrick Mahomes' first ever road playoff game. Obviously, we're not counting neutral site Super Bowls. First ever road playoff game. He's going to do it again next week. Now, 
I don't subscribe to the idea that if Buffalo can't win it this year against a down Kansas City team and finally in their building, they're never going to do it. I don't subscribe to that. But I did think that things had lined up perfectly. A down Kansas City team, I, the game's in Buffalo, the Dolphins choke and allow the Bills to get the home games in the playoffs. I really thought yesterday we were going to see that the wild card weekend win for Kansas City was more about the Dolphins' ineptitude than it was about the Chiefs winning that game. And that's not what we saw yesterday. We saw a really gutsy effort from the Chiefs. You saw Patrick Mahomes. You know, I'm listening to NBA Radio, Sirius XM, the starting lineup earlier today like I do every morning. Frank Isola, Brian Scalabrini, although today Mitch Lawrence was filling in for Scal. And Isola brings up a great point. Mahomes has got that Michael Jordan quality to him. Meaning, you never think he's going to lose. Whatever the circumstances are. However, this, the, 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 the deck is stacked against him. He, he feels unbeatable. And yesterday, that, now not that Mahomes needs to prove himself anymore. We know how great he is. But yesterday was another, you know, major talking point in the legacy of Patrick Mahomes. First ever road playoff game. Everybody doubting them. It is a down year. And guess what? They still go into Buffalo and they still own the Bills. And I'm sorry. I'm not, I don't get caught up in the whole, oh, Bills fans are so much fun. They're so amazing. I don't give a shit about that. F the Bills. F their fans. I'm thrilled that they lost. I'm rooting, against, I'm rooting against Kansas City next week. I don't like Baltimore. I don't know about that yet. But I was rooting against Buffalo yesterday. And we get wide right. And the Bills fan is sent back home. They live on the wall from Game of Thrones. They're sent back to the Night's Watch. And they got to stew on that for the rest of the offseason. I love it. I love it. A thriller yesterday. It was a classic. I think Sean McDermott's going to be fired today. I think that this Bills team, you can make the case they underachieved this year in a major way. They can't get past Kansas City. And then you got stuff like that fake punt, which it ended up not hurting them, I guess, because the Chiefs also turned it over on the next pos- on that ensuing possession. But the fake punt at their own 30, giving the ball to DeMar Hamlin, it's like... It's like they were going for the for the great story as opposed to going for the win. You're doing a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin. A fake punt's bad enough as it is. And you're doing a fake punt to DeMar Hamlin, who's hardly played this year. He's, he's rarely active. It's like they were going for the good story instead of actually going for the win. I think Sean McDermott is fired today. But now we know. Baltimore hosting Kansas City. Ton of juice to that game. San Francisco hosting Detroit. Ton of juice to that game. No matter what now, the NFL is getting a big-time Super Bowl matchup. If it's San Francisco, that's, you know, that's a national team. That's a team that has a lot of history. That's a good, that, that's a good NFC champion if you're the NFL. If it's Detroit, that's the best story. That will be a ton of juice if the Lions get to the Super Bowl. On the flip side, Baltimore, Lamar Jackson, first ever trip to the Super Bowl. League MVP, probably going to win another one this year. You can hang with that. And Kansas City, obviously the best story. 
Taylor Swift, Mahomes. I don't need to sell Kansas City to you. So it really looks like the NFL, no matter what, they're getting a great matchup. For this, they're going to be okay with whatever happens next Sunday, Championship Sunday. You know, you know what you're going to be okay with too? If you're thinking about getting a new car. Because if you're thinking about getting a new car, you know I'm sending you to the only car dealership I personally endorse here on Zaslow Show 2.0. Official car dealership of the program, North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. If you're thinking about getting a new ride, treat yourself. Head on over to North Fort Lauderdale Subaru where you're going to get the car that's perfect for you and your family. Whatever you're looking for, you're going to walk into the showroom doors at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. You're going to be greeted with a friendly member of their sales team. Whether you're looking for a sedan, an SUV, a truck, new, used, you're going to find exactly what you're looking for because North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, they're celebrating the new year with incredible offers on all new Subarus in stock as well as every pre-owned vehicle in their lot. And right now at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you can make zero down payment, make zero payments for three months, and make zero security deposit. That's right. At North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, you're getting that North Fort Lauderdale Subaru promise providing customers with an exceptional experience at their brand new state-of-the-art facility on North Andrews Avenue. It's that beautiful building. You can see it from I-95 at the Cypress Creek Road exit. And with an extensive new and pre-owned Subaru inventory, plus used cars, trucks, SUVs of every make and model, you're sure to find your next vehicle at North Fort Lauderdale Subaru. Visit nflsubaru.com. That's nflsubaru.com for full details. North Fort Lauderdale Subaru, the location you know with an experience you'll love. Let's get to big deal or not a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal. I love the post-game locker room stuff from the winning team. Especially two of my favorites have been D'Amico Ryans from Houston and Dan Campbell from Detroit. Here's the Lions post-game locker room and the head coach, Dan Campbell. You guys, you guys are unbelievable, man. I- I'm telling you, we talked about it all, all year. This started a long time ago. You're built for this. You're f-ing built for this, man. And look what you guys did. You went out there and the what? It's another f-ing hot team that we knocked off. It's the next hot team that you knock off. Do you know how hard it is to win this f-ing league in the playoffs? Do you understand what you're doing right now? What we're capable of? That's two. All right? That's two. We got two to go. With a bye in the middle. With a bye in the middle. I'm unbelievably proud of everybody in here, man. Coaches, players, that's a way to mount up, man. That's not a, that's a, that's a f-ing difficult team to beat, man. All right, I got one game ball. Man, in the game, you can play Derek Barnes. Yeah, I'm going big deal. And the best part of that, about that clip, he, he doesn't want to cry. He's very emotional. He doesn't want to cry, at least not yet. Maybe if they win the NFC title game, go to the Super Bowl, then I can see it. But at the beginning of his speech there, you could tell he, he's holding back the emotion. He's holding back potentially crying because then he starts to yell. He starts to get loud. And that'll cancel out the potential tears and the crack in your voice that will come out. You start getting loud and you start yelling. I love it. That's a big deal. I've become a big fan of Dan Campbell. Big deal or not a big deal. So with a minute 43 to go in the fourth quarter, needing a field goal, the Buffalo Bills, they lined up it's about 45 yards away. Here's a field goal to tie. Kevin Harlan, Westwood won. He has the call. 
Tyler Bass will try a 44-yard field goal to tie. The wind at his back. The snap is good. The ball put down. The kick is up. And no good. Wide right. Wide right. The Bills kicker missed a field goal. Wide right. Jubilation for the Chiefs sideline. 143 to go. Bass missing wide right from 44. That's a big deal. And I'll tell you what. We already know Kevin Harlan is probably the best in the business. But right there on the spot, it's a callback. It's a callback to the Super Bowl loss against the Giants where the term wide right, Scott Norwood, wide right is a term that that lives in infamy for Buffalo. And right away, he gives you the callback for wide right in the Super Bowl loss against the Giants. That's a big deal. Big deal or not a big deal? Kevin Durant recently mentioned, they were talking about the GOAT, talking about players' greatest of all time conversation. And he says, why shouldn't I be in that? What haven't I done? Kevin, you should absolutely not be in the GOAT conversation. You're absolutely not considered the greatest of all time. Because outside of joining in the most cowardly move, joining the all-time greatest regular season team, in already an NBA champion in the Golden State Warriors, to cruise, literally cruise, they weren't tested at all. Cruise to your two championships your other 14 years in the NBA. You've never won a finals, and you've been to the finals one time. Or, of course, the Heat took that ass. You've been to the finals one time out of 14. You're not the greatest of all time. You're not in the conversation. Maybe, maybe you're a top 25 player all time. Maybe top 25. So this is not a big deal. And finally, big deal or not a big deal. So a big moment in the game last night After Sean McDermott and that stupid play call, the fake punt to DeMar Hamlin, the Chiefs cannot take advantage because Miko Hardman, reaching for the end zone, fumbles out the end zone. It goes out of bounds. That's a touchback. We all know that. Here's Ryan Clark this morning on Get Up arguing about a very controversial rule where fumbling out of the end zone is a touchback. It's the same proportion as to the same, play. It's the same way on Sundays. People could be walking up to church, cussing each other out. But when they walk through that, tre- yes, that threshold, yes, Father. Father God, I love you. Yeah. Thank you, Jesus. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. Yeah. You know yeah. why? Because it's sacred ground, Greeny. The goal line and the end zone is sacred ground. You could cuss for 99 and a half yards. But when you walk through that threshold and you see Mother Mary, you're going to make the sign of of the cross and say, Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for our sinners. Okay, fair enough. All right, yes, which I do every Sunday. I'm going big deal. I, I know this is a controversial rule. I'm not 100% sure what Ryan Clark is trying to say there. I think what he's trying to say is that he's okay with the rule because, it, you know, if you fumble the ball out of bounds in the field of play, you keep possession. And... If you fumble the ball out of bounds in the end zone, you you, it's a, you get penalized. You lose possession. So I think what he's saying there, you're allowed to swear, you're allowed to curse, but there are consequences if you walk into the church, if you walk into the house of God and you curse. There you're not allowed to. So you could, you could lose the ball out of bounds and keep the ball in the field to play, but you're not allowed to do that when you get to the holy land, you know, that being the end zone. I think that's what he's saying there. 
I, I don't have a problem with the rule because I would side with that rationale by Ryan Clark. I don't understand that people get all crazy. It's the worst rule. You fumble out the end zone and you lose the ball. It's a turnover. It's a touchback. Yeah, the end zone is different from the field of play. I'm totally on it, so I'm going big deal. And that right there is another addition of big deal or not a big deal. Yes. I'm looking forward to tonight. Panthers, Monday Night Raw. Had a really fun weekend. Uh, my birthday was Thursday night. My son turned 15 yesterday. It was his birthday. He's got his permit now. I mean, holy shit, right? He's got his permit. So, had a fun weekend. I hope you guys had a great weekend. I'm thrilled you guys are starting the week off with me. Today's show brought to you in part by Bet Online. Thanks, everybody. I'll put together a great show. Can't do it without your help. Make sure you support the sponsors that support the show. That's how we keep this thing going round and round, and the show's always going to be free for you guys. Thanks, everybody, for listening. I appreciate you like you don't even know. We'll talk to you on the Zaslow Show 2.0 tomorrow. You know what that means. Ah, the show is over. What better time now than to go out back with a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. That's right. That's what I look forward to after every show. And now my day's work is done. I got a six-pack of Johnny Cuba. We're talking European roots with a Caribbean soul. I'm going to sit outside by the pool here at the Zaslow Mansion and just enjoy the rest of my day. Having a Johnny Cuba makes me feel like I'm right back in the Caribbean. We're talking a refreshing German lager in a can. You can get it anywhere. Sedano's, Presidente, Winn-Dixie. And right now, you got special holiday prices on six-packs of Johnny Cuba. Make sure you pick up your Johnny Cuba merch as well. We got the hot sauce coming up. Johnny Cuba, stay tranquilo because more is always brewing.